0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah,
1: the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with a the folks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a teaching that we started on Monday and we are talking about the Feast of Dedication. The Hebrew word for dedication is Hanukkah, And it's a feast that isn't mentioned in Leviticus 23 as the appointed times of the Lord. It appears in the Apocrypha, in Catholic Bibles and some other Bibles, but the Bible as we know it. Uh, This has not been canonized, so it's not included in the Bible as we read it. But it's a very important time in the history of Israel and their significance to all believers, whether we come from a Jewish or Gentile background, Actually, what happened was back in 168 BC, there was a tremendous move on to Hellenize the entire area in the Middle East, including Israel. The man overseeing it was a man named Antiochus IV, who changed his name to Antiochus Epiphanes, which means the manifestation of God. It was brutal, and I'd like to read a portion of the situation as we see it in the first book of Maccabees, beginning at chapter 1, verse 41. The king then issued a decree throughout his empire. His subjects were all to become one people and abandon their own laws and regulations. The nations everywhere complied with the royal command, and many in Israel accepted the foreign worship, sacrificing to idols and profaning the Sabbath. Moreover, the king sent agents with written orders for to Jerusalem and the towns of Judea. Ways and customs foreign to the country were to be introduced. Burnt offerings, sacrifices, and libations in the temple were forbidden. Sabbaths and feast days were to be profaned. The temple and its ministers to be defiled. Altars, idols, and sacred sacred precincts were to be established. Swine and other unclean beasts to be offered in sacrifice. They must leave their sons uncircumcised. They must make themselves in every way abominable, unclean, and profane. And so forget the law and change all their statutes. The penalty for disobedience was death. So this was a very brutal time in the land of Israel as they wanted, as the people from Syria wanted to establish a Greek uh, state really by imposing Greek language, thought, religion, and customs. The problem in Israel was many people just wanted to go along with it, but a very small minority headed by Judah of Maccabee came against it, even though they were greatly outnumbered. The, uh, this movement uh, from Judah Maccabee fought for three years against the imposition of these rulers. And in, in the year 165 BC, three years after the insurgency started, they were able to enter Jerusalem. They saw the horrendous condition of the temple. They rededicated it. They cleansed it. And the temple was restored to the way it should have been. This was a a magnificent display of bravery. Judah of Maccabee became a hero of the faith. And it's interesting that in Jewish writings, it speaks of, well, let me first say this. I encourage you, if you want yesterday's program, you could plug in on the computer because it was a very interesting discussion. Junie shared her views about uh, the month of Kislev, the 25th day of Kislev, when Hanukkah is celebrated, the Feast of Dedication, and tied it in with the 25th of December, when the birth of the Messiah is celebrated. Juni also pointed out that the menorah has nine candles, eight all together and one above it, and that one above it was called a shamus candle and that shamus in hebrew means servant and it's a beautiful picture of jesus the light of the world lighting the candles one on the first night two on the second right to the eighth night he is the light of the world and he calls us the light of the world and he came not to be served but to serve so even in tradition we see a foreshadowing of the messiah also point out that the feast was celebrated for eight days and it's interesting, throughout the Old Testament, for example, when an animal was being separated or consecrated to be uh, slaughtered on the altar, they kept it aside for seven days, and it was on the eighth day that it was able to be dedicated to be an offering. So eight is very significant, and eight, of course, is the day of new beginnings, as we know it in the Old and the New Testaments. So it's really historically true, even though it's not been canonized. So the point that we want to emphasize now is, what does this Hanukkah, or the Feast of Dedication, mean for us? Well, as so much in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of the New, we want to point out that when the pig was slaughtered on the altar in the Temple, It was called the uh, abomination of desolation. You couldn't do anything worse in the temple than slaughter a pig. Well, we see this as a foreshadowing of what will happen in the end days. If you have your Bible, turn with us to chapter 11 in the book of Daniel. Chapter 11, beginning at verse 31 in the book of Daniel says this. And forces from him will arise desecrate the sanctuary fortress and do away with the regular sacrifice and they will set up the abomination of desolation. And looking forward, we know that the abomination in the future is when the antichrist will be in the temple declaring himself to be God.
2: And on Monday we talked about how some believers do not believe there will be a third temple built in Jerusalem uh, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And other Christians believe that there will be a temple built in Jerusalem, and there will be sacrifices again. That's why what happened with uh, the Maccabees taking the pig off the altar might be a uh, repetition of the Antichrist coming in to stop what is pure and uh, of God within the temple. And remember, uh, if you look at the book of Revelations and the return of the Lord, and uh, he's coming to Jerusalem, uh, it's going to be uh, a time when it will affect all believers in the earth, mm. as well as... Israel, unsaved Israel.
1: Janice, I'm glad you said that because there's a tendency in, in a lot of the churches to spiritualize away the things that are very natural. For example, we tend to spiritualize the Jerusalem that's coming down from above, but ignore totally the natural place, Jerusalem and Israel on this earth. That's where Jesus is coming back to, to rule and reign for a thousand years. So we can't spiritualize things away. We need to see it as it is. Well, that was Daniel eleven thirty one and 32. Look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. And from the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. So we see what took place in the year 165 BC in Israel is going to be repeated in, in a new form, when the uh, Antichrist declares himself God in the temple. That is a desecration.
2: And that amount of days is three and a half years, which brings us into the time of the tribulation and Jacob's trouble in the last three and a half years. So we're living in prophetic days. We need to draw closer to the Lord. And during the time of this feast, Really consider rededicating your life, dedicating your being
1: yes, to the yes. Holy
2: One of Israel, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the really. living
1: God. Another important verse, journey we find in Matthew 24, verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place... This is what Daniel prophesied, and again, I believe we see a foreshadowing of that as we saw in the Feast of Dedication when Judah Maccabee led forces and rededicated the temple. So what does all this mean for us today, whether we come from a Jewish background or a Gentile background? I think one of the most important things, Junie, is the issue of assimilation and compromise or separation. Most A lot of the people in Israel wanted to go along and just be assimilated and adopt Greek ways of living. But there was a group led by Judah of Maccabee who was separated unto God. And we need to ask ourselves this question today. Do we live as born-again believers, as one set apart to God? In the scriptures, we read a description of believers. And some of those words are, Junie... Pilgrims, strangers, sojourners, aliens. And what did Jesus say about his kingdom? My kingdom is not of this world. Are we distinctly different than the rest of the world?
2: And it's a very big question since we're living at the end of the age. And uh, gay rights are throughout the earth. Friends in Australia wrote to us that they passed... Gay marriage made it legal. Same sex, yeah. And um, it's affecting the entire world. And what do we do with it? Do we say this is okay? Or do we recognize that in God's word, it goes against God's word, which means God is good and And he came to save us. He came to heal us. He came to restore us. So if we see through his eyes and believe what he calls sin as sin and not compromise, but be a people who don't live according to our flesh or what we think or feel, but we ask the Holy Spirit of God to enlighten our soul and go along with the word of God and agree with his word. And you know, Shelley, the Bible tells us that our... Bodies. We are the temple of the Holy Hallelujah. Spirit yes, if Lord. Jesus lives in us. And so we need to sanctify ourselves, set ourselves apart, and live holy lives that we might see the Lord and be saved.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for looking into the Feast of Dedication. And we pray for Junie and me and our family that we could rededicate ourselves whenever necessary. It's a consecration. We've been called to be separated unto you. Just like all the vessels were dedicated, all your people need to be consecrated and dedicated to serve you day in and day out and be a representation of who you are in the earth today. We thank you and praise you in the holy name of Jesus.